What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 15 running back start sits. I'm going to be assuming that for most of you, this is going to be the start of your fantasy football playoffs. And I'm also going to be assuming that if you're watching this video, you have made the fantasy football playoffs. So congratulations on that. Hopefully this video helps you guys go out and feel confident in setting your lineups here heading into week 15. This specific video, we're focusing on the running backs going through all 16 week 15 matchups talking about every single fantasy relevant running back. I'll also have the wide receivers, quarterbacks, and tight ends out today also. And then I'll be going through my positional rankings on Wednesday and Thursday. Typically only do the running backs and wide receivers, but for the playoff weeks, I'll also be throwing in the quarterback and tight end rankings. Let's just dive right into the Thursday night matchup here. Not a pretty one between the Chargers and the Raiders. And we have some pretty key injuries on both sides. It doesn't look like Justin Herbert's going to be playing in this one. And we also don't know about Josh Jacobs. So starting off with the Chargers here, I have Austin Eckler as a start, going to be sitting Isaiah Spiller and Joshua Kelly. There was definitely some talk kind of leading into the Chargers week 14 game about potentially kind of splitting this backfield up. Maybe Austin Eckler wasn't going to have his typical workload. And I would say they split up the carries. Eckler had 10 total carries. Spiller and Kelly combined for nine. So Pretty decent split. Eckler pretty much taking like 50% of the running back carries, but Eckler still dominated the snaps and the receiving usage. He had a 72% snap share, a 69% raw participation, was also targeted seven times. Since it does look like Herbert's going to miss some time, this Chargers offense could truly be terrible, like moving forward without Justin Herbert. They weren't playing super well with Justin Herbert, who I believe is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So now you're going from Justin Herbert to Easton Stick. It's probably not going to be great. I still think Eckler's playable as like a running back two. But I mean, in terms of where you drafted him, you definitely don't have that sort of confidence. I wouldn't feel great if he was my top running back. But if that's the spot you're in, I definitely do think he's still playable, though, as like a running back two play. Also, don't know if I mentioned at the top, um, if you guys are new to this style of video, these starts are going to be the players I feel confident firing up as either my running back one or my running back two. And then the fringe options are like your RB3 um, flex plays. So that's the Chargers there. Then looking at the Raiders, Josh Jacobs um, left with a knee injury. We don't know if he's going to be good to go here on Thursday night. For this video, I'm going to be assuming he's not playing. If Josh Jacobs does play, you fire him up as a start. If they feel confident he's good to go, I'd play him. I would just be a little bit surprised because I believe he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Why is he going to play through an injury on a team that's not going to make the playoffs? It just doesn't make a ton of sense. So if Josh Jacobs does not play, I think Zamir White is like a fine fringe option. It's a decent matchup here against the Chargers. I would expect Zamir White to be the one who kind of steps into that Josh Jacobs role. Obviously, I don't think he's going to replicate Josh Jacobs' production or even usage. Amir Abdullah may be slightly more involved, but I'd expect Abdullah to kind of keep his normal role as like the third down back, um, the receiving option, and I think Zamir White should get the bulk of the carries there. So not a great overall matchup, but a couple fantasy relevant guys there. Then looking at the uh, Vikings-Bengals matchup for the Vikings, another one of these teams that's dealing with an injury at the running back position. We have uh, Alexander Madison dealing with an ankle injury. Now, another spot here for this video, I'm going to be assuming that Madison's not able to play. And if Madison is not able to play, I think Ty Chandler is going to be stepping into a nice role. And in that role, I think he definitely is playable as like a running back two option. If Madison is able to give it a go, We'll kind of have to just wait and see what the reports are looking like. Is he going to be limited? Because this was already somewhat of a split. So if we're dealing with like a 50-50 split here with this Vikings offense that has seemingly kind of fallen off, probably wouldn't feel great about playing either guy. 
On the other side for the Bengals, um, honestly, two running backs who have kind of become interesting for fantasy. I wasn't going to be super high on Joe Mixon after the Joe Burrow injury. I thought he was going to have the volume, but I thought it was going to be inefficient, lacking touchdown upside. Jake Browning coming in and playing really well has just really elevated Joe Mixon rest of season. He is still handling a very strong workload, and I'm firing up Mixon as a very strong start. But now you also have Chase Brown kind of entering the mix here. Had a really impressive game in week 14. Um, a long touchdown reception. I'm definitely not playing him as like a week-to-week option, but I definitely think he should be rostered as like a Joe Mixon handcuff and someone who could continue to kind of eat into that backfield. But I still think for now, Joe Mixon is a very strong play and I would be sitting Chase Brown. Now pivoting over to the Steelers-Colts matchup here. For the Steelers, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris, neither guys coming off a strong game in week 14. I have them both as fringe options. They're probably going to be like mid to back end RB3s for me this week. They do have a solid matchup here against the Colts, but it's hard to get super excited about the Steelers offense. These guys are pretty much in a dead even split. Um, Jalen Warren has had a few rough games in a row. Not necessarily that he's playing bad. He just hasn't had like a crazy efficient game and hasn't gotten into the end zone. Najee, like I said, also not coming off a great game. I think that was Thursday night. So both those guys are going to be RB3s for me. Looking at the Colts here with Zach Moss, looking at the usage he's had over the past two weeks, it's kind of crazy that he hasn't had a huge fantasy day. Um, he had 22 total opportunities last week, 19 carries, three targets. This week, he pretty much had the same role. He had an 84% snap share, 79% raw participation. He took 13 of the 16 running back carries. He saw eight of the nine running back targets. He's getting used on the goal line. He's had a bunch of goal line carries over the past couple of weeks. They just haven't been converted into touchdowns. If JT continues to miss time, I just think you have to fire up Zach Moss as a very strong play. At some point, the production is going to have to come through with the amount of opportunities he's had. And it's also not like Moss has like gotten these opportunities and just has failed every time. Early in the season when he was getting a lot of volume, he was producing. So bad couple of games, but I do think he can bounce back if he's retaining that workhorse role. In the next matchup, we're going to have the Broncos taking on the Lions here. For the Broncos, I think Javante's a nice weekly running back too. Not a great matchup here against the Lions, but he'll have solid usage, so Javante's going to be a start. Samaj P. Ryan and Jaleel McLaughlin are getting snaps, but definitely not guys you want to be uh, considering in your lineup week to week. Now looking at the Lions here, going to be firing up both these running backs like I have done, you know, pretty much the entire season here. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery both are going to be starts. They've kind of been switching off which guy has the big game. They're still going to be solid. They'll probably both be running back ones for me this week in my rankings. At worst, one of them might be like a high-end running back too, but I like both of those guys here in week 15. We're going to have a divisional matchup between the Falcons and the uh, Panthers here. For the Falcons, you fire up Bijan Robinson. Some nice usage over the past few weeks. Very talented rookie running back. Think he's a nice play here against the Panthers. Also a solid matchup. Then going to be sitting Tyler Algier. Just not someone I want to be relying on week to week, especially here in the playoffs. You probably should have a better option um, than Tyler Algier. To look at the Panthers here, I have Chuba Hubbard as a start as like a back end running back too. He may not be the most efficient option, but it does seem like he's kind of locked up that running back one role. He's had really solid volume over the past couple of weeks. Um, he had big games in week 12 and week 13. You know, fine game in uh, week 14, but nothing crazy. I like the volume, even in a tough matchup against the Falcons. I still think he's a fine fantasy option. And then definitely going to be uh, sitting Miles Sanders. He is the uh, Panthers clear running back two there. Then looking at the Bears-Browns matchup, 
This Bears running back room was not super pretty in week 14. None of these guys really gave you a ton fantasy-wise. But looking at week 15 here, I'm going to have Deonta Foreman as a fringe option. It's kind of interesting the way this backfield has developed because we've had injuries to, I believe, all three of these guys throughout the season. But in week one, all three of these guys played. It was a three-man committee. Then over the next few weeks, Deonta Foreman was a healthy scratch. He was just completely out of the mix. Roshan Johnson started to get more work. Um, then I think he went down. Khalil Herbert was the guy. And now at this point in the season, it looks like Foreman is going to be leading this backfield. He had a 55% snap share. He took 11 of the 15 running back carries and then three of the four running back targets. He also took the one goal line snap. It wasn't a super heavy day on the ground for these Bears running backs, so we didn't have a huge fantasy day. I just think if you're going to be playing one of these Bears backs, based on what we saw in uh, week 14, Deonta Foreman probably should be the guy there. More of a fringe option here against the Browns, but playable is like an RB3. Then looking at the Browns here, Jerome Ford just continues his stretch of not putting together crazy high ceiling games, but he just continues to produce, gives you double digit PPR points, I think over the last like five, maybe six weeks. So Jerome Ford's going to be a start for me. It's like back end running back two, and then going to be uh, sitting the RB2 there with Kareem Hunt. Then pivoting over to the Buccaneers Packers matchup for the Bucs, you just have to continue to fire up Rashad White. This dude is looking like a great value from where he was drafted heading into the season, just continues to produce. So you have to feel good about Rashad White as probably a running back one moving forward. And then for the Packers here, um, we've seen Aaron Jones miss some time. AJ Dillon is filled in as like the lead back. It seemed like Aaron Jones had a shot to play here in week 14. Um, obviously, the Packers just played last night on Monday night. He wasn't really ruled out until like Monday. So I think he has a decent shot to play in week 15. The problem is earlier on in the season, we saw Aaron Jones return from injury and he really didn't have a significant workload in his first game back. So I feel like the usage is kind of up in the air. There's also not a great matchup here against this Bucks offense, or sorry, this Bucks run defense. So right now I have Aaron Jones as a fringe option. I just think you have to be a little bit worried about the usage. Hopefully we get some reports throughout the week that kind of give us more clarity here with this split. But just right now, going to have Aaron Jones as a fringe play and then A.J. Dillon as a sit. Looking at a divisional matchup between the Jets and the Dolphins, honestly like the running backs across the board here in this matchup for the Jets. With Zach Wilson back, Brees Hall put together a really nice game. Even if sometimes it's gross from Brees Hall, he may not be ultra efficient on the ground just based on the way this Jets offense is and the offensive line. Um, he's going to find ways to give you solid fantasy production, especially in PPR formats. So a great receiving day with Zach Wilson at quarterback. I think they scored 30 points. So you got to feel good about that. I like Brees Hall as a start here, potentially like a fringe RB1 this week, but definitely someone who I think is playable. And then looking at the uh, Dolphins here, this was the big Raheem Mostert game. He gets into the end zone twice. Achan didn't quite have the usage I was expecting, but I still think both of these guys are really nice options moving forward, and both could be viewed as running back ones um, week to week. Looking at the Giants-Saints matchup for the Giants here, Saquon, not a super efficient day on the ground, but he gets into the end zone a couple times. He's going to be used like a workhorse. Got to fire him up as a very strong play. And then looking at the Saints here, Alvin Kamara, you just continue to roll with him. Um, Jamal Williams was kind of working in, but Kamara is the clear top running back here and is definitely going to be a start. Looking at a divisional matchup between the Texans and the Titans. For the Texans here in week 13, we pretty much saw Singletary and Damian Pierce back in like that gross 50-50 split. That was not great to see fantasy-wise, especially because Singletary had looked so good with uh, Damian Pierce missing time. But it looks like Singletary has kind of regained control of that RB1 role. 
Now his usage wasn't crazy, 57% snap share, 41% raw participation. You still have Dare kind of working in there. It wasn't even Damian Pierce, um, but he took 13 of the 19 running back carries. So he's getting work on third downs, passing downs. He's also taking the majority of the early downs, which you know is somewhat of a role here in this Texans offense. I think the most important thing, honestly, was that he took the sole goal line carry, which led to his touchdown. Um, those goal line looks had been going to Damian Pierce and he really hadn't been converting. So I think that's something interesting for Devin Singletary. You're obviously hoping that CJ Stroud plays in this one because it just really raises the ceiling of this offense. But right now I'm going to have Singletary as a fringe play. It still feels like that backfield is somewhat malleable, definitely not set in stone, um, but Singletary is going to be the fringe play. And then sitting Dare Ungumbawale and Damian Pierce. Then looking at the Titans here, both of these Titans running backs coming off of big games on uh, Monday night. Derrick Henry, not super efficient, but he gets into the end zone a couple times. You got to fire him up as a start here. This could be like the prime Derrick Henry matchup. If uh, CJ Stroud's not able to give it a go, we typically see Henry go on a run later on in the season. And then Tajay Spears coming off a big Monday night game. Um, I thought that could be a spot where he found some success just based on the Dolphins being big favorites. The Titans did end up winning, but I do think he benefited from uh, kind of the game script later on, was super involved as a pass catcher. I don't know if that's how he's going to be used here against the Texans. He has had back-to-back strong games, but we have to remember in week 13, it was because Derrick Henry left early with a head injury. So I'm going to be sitting Tajay Spears. I just think the weekly floor is pretty low, and I'd prefer to uh, you know not be playing him as long as Derrick Henry's healthy, especially not in a matchup where I think you know it's probably going to be pretty competitive, especially if uh, C.J. Stroud is not playing. Then looking at the Chiefs taking on the Patriots, for the Chiefs, um, if Isaiah Pacheco is able to give it a go, he's obviously going to be a start for me. If Pacheco is not able to play, I definitely don't think that's a lock. Um, then I have McKinnon and CEH both as fringe options. There was a lot of question marks about how this backfield would look heading into the game. Um, they pretty much split the snaps and routes close to 50-50. Um, CEH did see more overall opportunities, 11 carries and four targets compared to McKinnon's four carries and four targets. Um, but we saw that McKinnon got the one goal line snap, which led to his touchdown. So CEH with more volume, but Jarek McKinnon getting the goal line work. I don't think that's going to be like locked in, set in stone. Like I don't think Jarek McKinnon is their goal line guy with Pacheco out. Um, but I just think both these guys are going to be fringe, like RB3 plays. Can't feel overly confident about either guy, but they could be playable. They could hit a decent game here against the uh, Patriots. And then for the Pats, with uh, no Ramondre Stevenson, this is going to be assuming he's not able to give it a go. Seemed like he was going to miss a few weeks. Ezekiel Elliott on Thursday night just commanded a ton of volume, had a really strong fantasy day. Now, I don't know if the Patriots offense as a whole is going to be as successful as they were in week 14, but the volume is going to be there regardless. And he's kind of game script proof because he's also going to be involved as a pass catcher. So if they go down early to the Chiefs, I still think he's going to rack up some receiving volume. I think at worst, he's probably a mid-tier RB2. I could see an argument for high-end running back two, maybe even like back-end running back one this week um, here in week 15. Shifting over to the 49ers-Cardinals matchup, I have both these running backs as starts, um, obviously for the 49ers here, Christian McCaffrey, running back one, locked and loaded, fire him up every single week. And then for the Cardinals here, James Conner, prior to their week 14 bye, had really kind of reclaimed his workhorse role on this offense. 
I know this is not a good matchup here against the 49ers, but he's their three down back. If they're scoring, he's going to have a decent shot for it to be him. Um, he's also going to be involved as a pass catcher. If the game is kind of getting away from him, he can be a receiving option. So I think he's a fine like mid to back end RB2 play this week, even against the uh, 49ers defense. And then next up is going to be the uh, commanders taking on the Rams. And for the commanders here, we're kind of in this weird spot with Brian Robinson, where he left the week 13 game with a hamstring injury but they had the week 14 buy, and I really haven't seen any like updated reports on it. So right now I'm going to list Brian Robinson as a fringe option, Antonio Gibson as a sit. We'll see what Brian Robinson's status is. If they're like, oh, he's totally healthy, he's good to go, I'll probably bump him up to a start. I just think there's some risk where if he's somewhat limited, this is a game where I believe the Rams are close to touchdown favorites. It could be a game script that benefits Antonio Gibson. So that's my concern right now probably a situation we'll just have to wait and see uh, how it develops here. And then for the Rams, Kyron Williams just continues to put together monster workloads. You have to feel good about him here in this matchup against the Commanders. Probably one of, if not the best game of the week, Cowboys taking on the Bills. For the Cowboys, you're starting Tony Pollard. I know the Rico Dowdle usage can be frustrating, especially when he's kind of vulturing Tony Pollard's touchdowns, but Pollard's usage is still fine. I like him as a start here. And then going to be sitting Rico Dowdle. I know we got into the end zone in week 14, but pretty low weekly floor um, and not an overly high ceiling, if we're being honest here. And then for the Bills, going to be firing up James Cook. Obviously a tough matchup here against the Cowboys, but we've seen the receiving usage for these running backs and specifically James Cook really go up since they made the change at the offensive coordinator position. So I like James Cook as a solid running back too this week. He had great receiving production in uh, week 14, and then sitting the depth options there, Latavius Murray and Ty Johnson. We're going to have the Ravens taking on the Jaguars here, and for this Ravens backfield, I was hoping that Keaton Mitchell would take a really solid leap coming out of the bye. Thought he could really kind of take over that backfield, really put a stamp on it. That's not what we saw. Um, I still think his role leaves him as like a viable RB3 play. He led the running backs in snaps, carries, and targets. The problem is that Gus Edwards is still getting the goal line looks, which is just going to affect the upside of Keaton Mitchell. But for Gus Edwards, even with those goal line looks, he's really not getting much value elsewhere. Like he's not their two minute drill guy. He's not the third down guy. Keaton Mitchell is out snapping him on early downs. So he just doesn't have great uses outside of it, which is why I have Gus Edwards as a sit here. And then for the Jaguars, firing up Travis Etienne as a uh, solid start, even in a tough matchup here against this Ravens defense. And then in the final game of the week, we are going to have the Eagles taking on the Seahawks. For the Eagles here, DeAndre Swift has kind of been on a rough run as of late. Um, the production hasn't really been there like it was early on in the season. He's just had really tough back-to-back matchups, getting the 49ers and then the Cowboys in games where they were kind of getting blown out in both. Um, I think this will be a much you know closer game or at least more competitive with the Eagles being the favorites here. So I think Swift will be a fine option. He may not be that running back one that you were firing him up as early on in the season, but I still think he's very, very playable as at worst a running back two play, then going to be sitting at Kenneth Gainwell. And then the Seahawks here. Um, so we had Zach Charbonnet get injured in week 13. We didn't know if he would be able to give it a go. Kenneth Walker had missed a few weeks. We didn't know if he would play. We ended up getting both of these guys, I guess, healthy enough to play. And it was pretty much a full-on committee between these two guys. Um, Kenneth Walker had a 56% snap share, a 53% raw participation. Walker was targeted five times compared to only one for Zach Charbonnet. 
a little bit, um, I guess, surprising, at least to me. Um, seems like they would want Charbonnet to be more of their receiving guy. Not really how it played out. Um, but Charbonnet outcarried Kenneth Walker 9-7. to Charbonnet was the guy who saw their sole goal line snap. So if he's getting the goal line work, I think that is kind of valuable. It's just a tough matchup for these guys here against the Eagles. Um, obviously a very tough run defense. I still think they're viable RB3 plays, but I don't think you can be ultra excited about these guys. Like you certainly don't have the confidence in Charbonnet as you did a, you know, a couple of weeks ago with no Kenneth Walker. And you certainly don't have the confidence in Kenneth Walker as you did early on in the season when Charbonnet wasn't a factor. This is a full-on committee, and I think it's probably going to stay that way rest of season. So that's going to wrap it up for all the uh, week 15 running back matchups. Like I said at the top, hopefully this helps you uh, set your lineups. Check out the other start sit videos if you guys are interested. Thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.